Good morning, Travis. And Esther. Or is it afternoon? Good afternoon. It's actually afternoon on this <laughs> recording. Normally we're recording in the morning. Today it's the afternoon. I'm excited about today's topic. Yes, I'm excited about the office. Hope we don't have too many interruptions. It's a little bustling in here today. A lot going yeah. on. I feel like things are starting to move a little bit, which is going to be kind of part of our conversation today yep. about what's happening. Um, and for me, a little bit of my prep for today's conversation is I asked some of the agents kind of the same question we're going to answer today. So, uh, which the question is... Yeah, is that's great. I didn't have time for that. All good. <laughs> so... Our podcast today is talking about the biggest disruptions we're seeing in the first quarter of 2022 and, you know, what's what's been disrupting the market the most or what's just been a disruption in general. So mm -hmm. you want to get started? You want to pick the first one? Sure. What do you got? Uh, let's go with inflation. Inf Ooh, okay. Doesn't exist. According it's to the, you know, the administration, <laughs> current administration. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it was know, made up, yeah. I guess we're talking about disruptors, and I guess maybe this isn't a great topic because it, it should be a disruptor, but it has yet to rear its head, really. In a, in, I mean, we're seeing it, but it's not affecting people's actions, in my mind. Yeah, I, actually, it's interesting. I'm feeling like I'm just now starting to see it affect people's actions, but mm -hmm. maybe not in the home purchasing because I feel like um, inflation or... I feel like it's hitting us everywhere else. You know, yeah. go fill up your, your gas tank, go to the supermarket, go buy fast food, all of those things. The numbers or the prices have gone up so significantly mm -hmm. that it's very noticeable yeah. in all of those areas. And for me, I'm starting to like, holy cow, this is all adding up. Well, I mean, you it's know. real estate too. Right. I, I mean, uh, one of our agents was just telling me her son sold his house not too long ago. Mm -hmm. And it was in the upper sevens. Right. And now a year and a half later, it's crested a million. Yep. I mean, man. But that's also a sign of inflation mm -hmm. because people are like, hard assets, please. Right. And a house is a hard asset. Right, so. right. But in the real estate market, I, I, you know, inflation is going to hit us more in the interest rate world and things of that nature with that starting you to go up. You would think, and, yes. So well, I think they're should. talking tomorrow, right? Yeah. So we should have some indication here pretty shortly. And I heard a lot about really uh, maybe the first couple of increases already having been worked into the current rate. Mm -hmm. So maybe we won't see it as much as we anticipate. Right. Because we've already seen a rise, mm -hmm. right, about a point this year so far. Correct. Um, but depending on what the Fed wants to do, yeah, mm -hmm. it could definitely make things interesting. Okay. Well, yeah, and I, I don't know. My personal take on inflation is it's been artificially pushed down for so long it does you know something has to be done about it and and it's got to be addressed at some point um the question is is how is it going to get addressed yeah because quite honestly if if we did let it naturally take its course the government would be probably stepping in again and doing something to to adjust it somehow artificially again so yeah. i i don't know what the answer is to that um for us we keep an eye on the interest rates Yes. We keep an eye on the prices, obviously. And, you know, as high as the prices continue to go, the buyers are still buying. They are. So it's like how much further? Mm -hmm. But we've been saying that for a year. And right. it just keeps going. But I just, I guess I heard a few things from people mm -hmm. that I, I hadn't heard previously. You know, I'd heard that the inflation was going up and it had been reported. 
but I didn't hear it from the man on the street, so to speak. Right. And lately, I feel like I'm hearing it from the man on the street. Like, man, this is getting ridiculous. Right. Like, I can, can't even buy hamburger. Yep. It's getting so expensive. Yep. And uh, different things that add up. And it, I think the pressure is mounting. See, to me, it feels like just yesterday... Do you remember when Carl's Jr. came out with the $5 hamburger? Yeah. And they were trying to promote the heck out of it and trying to bring value to it because they were charging $5 for it. Yeah, that was great for fast food. Yeah. Now, <laughs> like the $25 hamburger. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. You know, go get burger for two people and, and you could spend $50 easy by the time you get done with drinks and, and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I'm not even talking alcoholic beverages. You know, you get a milkshake and a, and a burger, some places it's gotten ridiculous. So. Yeah, yeah. But, all right, so number two. Uh, in your head. Getting in your head, getting in my own head. Because I'm thinking, I think inflation's starting to get into people's heads. Right. And it's not what goes in your head, mm -hmm. it's how you react to it. Right. And interesting that that's an interesting perspective because when I think about it and getting in and getting in your head, I'm thinking about it from an industry standpoint and the the agents out there of what's holding you back or what's keeping you from from seeing progress in this current market and things like that. And I think a lot of it is us getting in our own heads that you know the chicken little syndrome of the sky is falling, the sky is falling, and and you know. Prices can't continue to go up. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't get my offers accepted. I there is no inventory. There is no, which is you know one of our other disruptors going on. But um, all of these things, and we're spending the day feeding ourselves this information, and you know, we have to be careful how that's how that's affecting us. Just spoke with an agent today, and she's like, "Oh gosh, you know, it's so hard working with buyers out there." And, I feel like I should have been in the business earlier because she's a newer agent, mm -hmm. or maybe it'll be better in a little bit. And I'm like, whoa, you need to get that out of your head. Yep. No business should be, and certainly not real estate, should be about the times mm -hmm. and it's good or bad. No, Correct. you're in this business or you're not in this business. Correct. So you got to figure it out when you're here. Are sometimes a little more difficult than others? Yeah, but that's why we bob and we weave. Mm -hmm. And uh, But I guess it's going back, understanding that we need to take action right and we're responsible for our response to anything that comes into our conscious and we just need to find a way to be positive exactly some examples of being positive morning routine making sure that morning routine is set um what you're putting into your head you know what podcasts you're listening to what books you're reading physical action absolutely I think the number one prescribed remedy for psychological issues mm -hmm. should be physical exercise. Absolutely. Now, I don't want to dis downplay this. Mm -hmm. There are definitely serious issues that need serious help. Right, right. But I think in a big way, physical activity, really get your head straight. Well, you, you talk about that. It's, it's, you, if you're talking about things, and, and I, I, I don't want to downplay it either, but you start to talk about things like depression and things mm -hmm. like that, yeah, we look at what we're doing physically, and then we also look at our diet. Those yeah. are probably the first two things that I would be yeah. looking at that we say, you know, are we doing these things right before we make any other adjustments anywhere else? And, you know, full disclosure, not a doctor, not a psychiatrist, yeah. <laughs> not a psychologist. Exactly. Um, but I also look at the world and what 
the information that we gather out there and what it tells us. And, you know, too often we're feeding ourselves with, it's an unhealthy diet, it's an unhealthy situation, it's unhealthy in who we're associating with, and then we can't figure out why we got crap going on. Mm -hmm. So we can talk about that one all day long. <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> so important and so overlooked. Right. But getting in our own head, and I, I feel like that's happening a lot right now, and talk to people, create accountabilities, share your stories, share the successes, share the wins, you know, share some of the losses as well, because what you'll discover, there's other people out there that are having similar problems, and when you realize that, you think, yeah, okay, we're all in this together. Yep, So, no question right. about it. All right. Being connected in a way. Inventory? Inventory, it is anemic. So I look at inventory and I say, <laughs> well, we just got back from a convention and, and I, I took this one to heart. Inventory is only a problem for those who don't have it. Yeah, where did you get that? That was uh, Buffini, Buffini, I think. that was yeah. so great. <laughs> yeah. It is only a problem for those that don't have it. Now, facts. There's not enough real estate out there to support every single agent that's out there. Yeah, that's there. a problem right now. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That could be another issue yeah. is uh, agent population. Correct. That's just a fact. But not every agent out there is really looking to do this as a full career or is serious about this. Um, and I, just because that's the problem doesn't mean that you shouldn't be taking action and doing the right things to acquire that inventory. Now, you know, we've seen this before. Mm -hmm. When the market crashed in 20, what was it, going into 20, I think. 08? Yeah, going into 08, it was like 2003, 2004, 5 when the market was going this quickly. And we were seeing the multiple offer situation yeah. and people overbidding and all of that kind of stuff <clears throat> back then for different reasons. But, you know, those who had the inventory, they ruled. And we're seeing that right now. But I'm also starting to feel a little bit of a, it's not much, but I'm yeah. starting to see it a little bit. I, maybe. <laughs> and it, interesting. It's, I'm feeling like it's area to area. Yeah, but we're, we're not seeing inventory grow at any, no. you know, significant measurement. And we're not seeing, we're not seeing, we're still not, I don't think, seeing a lot of red down arrows in mm -hmm. the MLS. We're not, no. Yeah, but you're right. I think the momentum may be slightly off. That's hard to measure, too. Correct. But, you know, chat around the office and with the agents and things like that. I'll tell you what's down. The number of multiple offers. Not oh. that you're not in multiple offers. Still yeah. being in multiple offers is still there. But the number is starting to decline. It's no longer... I got 35, 40 multiple offers on this property. Now it's... I've got 9 or 10 or 7 or 8. Yeah, yeah. We're starting to see that number actually come down a little bit. So it's becoming that's a good. little if bit That's good. If we can do that, if we can change nice and slowly, mm -hmm. I think that's the healthiest part, as long as we're headed in that direction. But I asked the question, has it really been slowly? Because these changes I'm seeing are like two weeks old. <laughs> two it's weeks? still slowly. It could yeah, be a lot more abrupt. I, I suppose. But yeah, two weeks ago, you know, 20 offers and overbidding by 250. Now I'm yeah. seeing overbidding by... In some cases, I'm still seeing it, but we're also seeing not as many offers on the property. So, yeah. We'll see how it goes. Well, you know, there's something that struck me also at the uh, REMAX R4 convention, international convention, 
and had to do with your business and wanting to be a listing or buyer's agent. It was our keynote speaker, our final keynote speaker, mm -hmm. Josh Altman, who he said, I think he said it there, maybe it was my yeah, notes well, from last time I saw no, him, he, he said, you want a business that's 50% listing and 50% buyers. Right. And I thought, you know, that is great because so many people focus on listings. Mm -hmm. But there's a time when being a listing agent is a bit of a nightmare sometimes. Right. Uh, so it's nice to be able to have those buyers as well. Yes. Although right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right now. But I, I guess I say it because that's how people feel. Like, mm -hmm. I don't even want buyers now. Well, you know, be careful of what you wish for. Exactly. You want buyers. You just want to have some inventory for them, too. Yeah, but. Yeah. So I know we said the top three disruptors, and we each picked three, but we had a little bit of overlap. What else did you have on yours? Um, well, now I forget what we've hit so far. So we did, oh, what about cash buyers? They're definitely a disruptor. Yeah, I mean, they weren't <laughs> just this quarter, but they're definitely, that is a huge challenge out there, right? For some non-cash buyers to figure out how to navigate this market? I saw, I think I shared this with you. I think it was, um, it was Pinky over in uh, Naples. She had done a post and she was talking about, um, she had done, she went back and looked at all the past sales in one area and lowest sale in that area was like $2 million and it went all the way up to $25 million. And I forget the number of sales she went back. I want to say it was, it was high 30s. It was either high 30s or high 50s. I don't recall that. But the interesting point that she had brought up was only one of them was financing. Wow. Everything else was all cash. And those kind of numbers are hard to deal with in creating balance and things like that when you've got buyers trying to come into the market. Now, that's a little bit different market where a lot of second homes, retirement yeah, and things definitely like that. Do. You know, but in our market, it is difficult to be a first-time buyer trying to come in. Even with 20% down now, Mm -hmm. Those are hard to get accepted. Yeah. You know, I saw a VA go through the system the other day. Yeah. Uh, I was just talking to the agent about that, and I'm mm -hmm. like, hallelujah. You know, yep. I, everyone has this poor impression of a VA, like mm -hmm. it's some sort of issue. Right. But if you get that cert from the VA mm -hmm. and the lender's got it, I mean, you don't have a better word from any lender Correct. than you have from them that that thing's going to close. That is true. Yeah, so I, I was very happy to see that. I think that people should consider more yep. uh, VAs. But they're hard. VAs are hard. Minimal down, you know, under 20% is a little bit, is extremely challenging when you've got all these cash offers on the table. The other thing I'm seeing that's disrupting those, you know, that's the cash offers are accepting is, what do, how do I want to say this? We're seeing a little bit of silly money from uh, what they just will make any offer because they have the money. So there's no, it's, it's almost pushing the market up so quickly because there's not a, uh, how do I, a better example would be we're seeing a lot of people leaving California. They go to Arizona or they go to oh, Texas gotcha. and they're making offers that are probably above even where they should be with Absolutely. the market because they're used to these numbers here. The same thing, we have people coming into this area um, with cash offers that, you know, the price should be around here, but don't care. We have cash, so we'll just go above and beyond. Yeah. And then next thing you know, everybody wants that price. Actually, everybody wants... They're getting it currently. They are, you know, but 
we can't keep going up a hundred thousand dollars a month yeah yeah that is crazy yeah when you go to arizona or idaho or florida and you're used to um eight hundred thousand dollar townhome mm-hmm. and you can get one there for 300 right and you're like no problem i'll take two or well that person wants it too well then i'll just go ten twenty thousand over and really wrecks those markets you know it the does. benefit of them but you know ten twenty thousand we're seeing prices go hundred hundred fifty two hundred thousand above and how do you have that conversation you know you open escrow property listed we'll we'll call it a million dollars and it goes for 1.2 or you know 1.15 whatever it is $150,000 above where the dilemma is is when the neighbor wants to go on the market 2 weeks later and thinks we can go another 150 above and doesn't realize you're asking the market to support a 350 to in some cases a half a million dollars in 60 days. Yeah, exactly. And that concept is not <laughs> Some of the sellers aren't grasping that. And you're thinking, this is, this is just not sustainable. Too many dollars chasing too few goods, mm-hmm. man. You know, well, the last sale, they closed escrow yesterday at two fi- or at 1.2, so we should be able to list at 1.2, and they got $200,000 above asking price, so we should sell for 1.4. Okay. <laughs> We need to sit and have a conversation, and I think a lot of people aren't having that conversation, but cash is doing that. Cash yeah. is, is part of the culprit behind that. So, I don't know if I went off on a tangent there. Felt like I did, but is what it is. No, it was good. It was very appropriate for the topic. All yeah. right. Do we have any others? How many have we been through? Is that four? We've gone through four or five. Cash yeah. buyers, inventory, inflation. Getting in my head. head. Yeah. Do, you, do you want my last one? What's that? <laughs> War. I mean, that's first quarter right here, right now. I haven't kept up on that. So I don't... It, it, I was at an event a couple of days ago, and somebody came up to me and asked me about that. And quite honestly, I was naive on the subject. I honestly was, because I, I don't watch television. I don't pay attention to the the politics and things like that. So they were starting to talk about everything that was going on. And I know it's happening, mm-hmm. but, I mean, educate me. Well, I mean, it doesn't, you don't need the details of it, but war is a disruptor. Correct. And, uh, it's supposed to, especially these days, on a global basis. Mm-hmm. A lot of refugees, we'll see where they end up. A lot are ending up in Western Europe and Eastern Europe. I don't know if that will affect us or not. But being a global world now, you know, when you affect a country like, Russia, who supplies a lot of goods to the world, mm-hmm. agriculture, energy, uh, can have uh, consequential effects. So we'll see. Okay. You know, it's hard to pinpoint it to the war, but it's certainly a disruption mm-hmm. to people's lives. Uh, it takes people's focus from around the world, paying attention to it. Right. And then, you know, hey, if something's disrupted with gas or oil or mm-hmm. wheat or whatever they have over there, uh, ultimately, that could affect us and just further, who knows, more inflation. Right. Um, or at some point, people want to hunker down. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to feel safety home. Right. So, I don't know. I just saw it and thought, you know, okay. uh, we've really, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a little bit of a ledge here. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you've heard from Dr. Fauci? Right. Okay. So, that story has really been overridden by. What's going on in Russia right, right. and you? I'm sorry, in Ukraine. Okay, interesting. I, 
fairly new. I mean, we're, we're uh, although the Ukraine has been something that's become a topic here very recently, I don't know if I've really seen it make too big of an effect or have too big an effect on the market, but valid point here in the next three to six months, next quarter, what, what are we going to see or what could we possibly see? Yeah. So, all right. Happy, I'm not even sure what today is. Tuesday, anymore. man. We're just getting started this week. Today's Tuesday, but we might not be posting this on Tuesday. Oh. So, happy whatever day it is that you happen <laughs> to listen to this. Um, please share and like if you like what we're doing. If you see this on YouTube, I think it's hit the subscribe button and there's something about the bell alert. I don't even know all of these things, but um, please do so that you'll get alerted the next time we, we uh, post one of these. And any questions, comments, please put them in the, in the remarks. We always go back and take a look at those and answer any questions. Absolutely. Yeah. Have a wonderful day. You too, Nestor. Thank you.